Good morning. It's a blessing to be here this morning, last Sunday in the year. God is good, and all of the time, God is good. Let us keep pressing on. As Paul said, I press on toward the goal for the price of the all-board call of God in Christ Jesus. It is time for stock taking to see how far we've come with this magnificent goal of becoming like Jesus. At this time of the year, businesses are busy trying to balance their books to determine profit or loss. Company managers and investors use profit and loss statements to analyze the financial health of a company. And this reminds me about a quote I read some time ago, that an, an unexamined life is not worth living suggesting that the human life needs introspection and examination for its growth. Introspection helps us in our pursuit of wisdom and the search for truth. What is true of businesses, what is true of the human life, is even more true of the Christian life. Christian life requires constant examination of our walk with Jesus. Constant examination of our relationship with Christ to, to determine whether we are growing in Christ and whether we are more determined to be like him. Christ is our goal, friends. He is the author and the finish of our faith. This life is all about Jesus. So the question for you and I this morning, as follower of Jesus Christ, when was the last time you really sat down and examined your walk, your relationship with Christ? Our passage this morning presents the need for us to do so, and even more so as we come to the end of another year. So examine our relationship with Christ. Are we progressing or regressing? How did you and I do this year? So please turn with me to Philippians 3. Philippians 3, and we are going to read uh, verses 12 to 14. And this is the powerful, life-changing word of God. Not that I've already obtained it, 
or have already become perfect. But I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the price of the all work call of God in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, will you please remind us this morning in, from your word that this life you call us to live, having saved all by your precious blood, it's all, about, it's all about you. Lord, will you please magnify yourself this morning that we see you in all your glory. Would you please touch our hearts to yearn to be like you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Paul had two spiritual evaluation of his relationship with Christ. He had two spiritual evaluations uh, of a relationship with Christ. The first examination was after his conversion, which he now considered as rubbish as compared to a new spiritual goal. And that goal is knowing Christ. The second introspection was 30 years after his conversion, as he was sitting in a Roman prison and wrote, uh, you can find it in verses uh, 9 to 10, verses 7, 7 to 9 of our text, Philippians 3. And there he examines all that he had accomplished as an apostle. And in retrospect, uh, all that he has gained, and all that he has suffered as nothing was compared to, a, to, to, compared to experiencing relationship with Christ. Now with this evaluation, uh, he sets his life's goal to know Christ deeply and to be like him. He uses the analogy of a runner in a race to, to demonstrate his zeal his zeal in reaching his goal. Verses 12 to 14 of our, te our text this morning. Uh, these verses give us three valuable principles for reaching our Christian goal of growing in Christ and becoming like him. Three, three principles. The first is that you and I should have an ever-growing desire to know and to be like Jesus. An unquenching desire to be like Jesus, to know him deeply. Paul said, now that I've already become perfect, 
After a sincere examination of his walk with Christ, Paul now resolves to do better. And we should too. We should. We are admonished in Colossians 2, 6 to 7. Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him, having been firmly rooted and now being built up in him and established in your faith, just as you were instructed and overflowing with gratitude. And even Second Peter 3, it is here, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory forever and ever, both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. You see, perhaps the Philippians thought Paul had arrived. A magnificent apostle. They were trying to see him as a man who was perfect. Apostle, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I have not arrived yet. I have more growing to do. And equally so, we must never think that we have arrived. Never think that we have arrived spiritually. We have more growing to do, friends. We have more growing to do. And therefore, we must be honest. Be honest with ourselves about our spiritual condition. We have to be honest about our spiritual condition and desire to be <coughs> like Christ more and more. But sadly enough, it is common to see many Christians, and particularly Christian leaders, portraying themselves as if they have arrived. These people cultivate the attitude that they have already arrived or attained spiritual growth. And that is sad. Without seeing a word they put on the image or attitude that gives the impression that they have a, they have a team and are already perfect. But please be honest with yourself about your spiritual condition for what it really is. Some Christians live their lives with the attitude of not, nothing further, while others live their lives with the attitude of more, more beyond, more to accomplish. I belong to that group of Christians who believe there's more to this life. I want to know Christ more and more and grow in his likeness. What about you? Every day we need to remind ourselves there's more beyond this Christian life today. There's more for tomorrow. There's more. We are constantly growing in Christ. I press on to be what Christ wants me to be. I want to be like him. Paul said, there is 
no stopping him now. I'm pressing on to, to the finishing line. And it is my desire. And it should be all of our desire to keep pressing on. We should never be, we should ever be dissatisfied. We should be dissatisfied. Not only honest, but we should be dissatisfied with our present spiritual condition. Now, something is wrong with you and me if we at any time feel satisfied with our spiritual condition. Yes, we should be satisfied with our, our, our spiritual position. Amen? Amen. Christ has purchased his precious, with his precious blood our spiritual position. We are, we are justified before God. We are complete in him. That's our position. Nothing can alter that. It's already finished. It's paid for. But we need to be working on our spiritual condition. It is stay in the process of progressive sanctification. That's why we pray in the morning, we read our Bible, we come to church. This is a process to be sanctified by the help of the Holy Spirit. Paul said to lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by Jesus Christ. He had a desire to be all that God, Jesus saved him to be. Jesus laid hold of Paul to conform him to, be, to his image. And that was Paul wrote in Romans. Uh, he said, uh, for those he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his son so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. That's what Paul go. He wanted so much to grow in the image of Christ. And that should be our goal too. Anything, anything short of that is complacency. Spiritual complacency. Do you have patience with people who are complacent? Then I salute you. Complacency are those people who make no progress. You know, they, they don't invest in people and they don't invest in themselves. They just sit down, ziga. If nothing is demanding of them. You find people that are every now and then spiritual complacency, and that, that should never be our position. Not only should we be dissatisfied with our spiritual condition, but we should make an effort to grow in Christ likeness. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet make an honest effort. In that, in that regard, we should strive, strive, strive towards Christ-likeness. Paul is saying, and over again, he said, I'm not there yet. I'm striving to be there. 
How well did you strive in the past year? How well did I strive? When you wake up in the morning, when I wake up, what drives, what drives our day? What purpose is driving our lives? What is our one goal in life that is driving your life and my life? Friends, this is it. Easy to say, I'm a believer, I'm a Christian. But how does your life and my life demonstrate that, manifest that? Paul said, one thing I do, one thing I do, one thing I do. Just like an Olympic athlete, he, he specializes in one thing, reaching the goal, the goal of striving to be like Christ. Peter 3, 18 says, 2 Peter 3, 18 says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. To him be glory, both now and the date of eternity. That was Paul's goal, forgetting what lies behind and striving. Yet a new year is coming in. I just pray that Christ, Christ will consume, wanting to be like him, will consume our passion, will consume our lives. Because this life is all about Jesus, friends. We can sing the hymns, we can have all the study, but when I desire, when I focus, wanting to be like him, it's lacking. Then again, complacency is searching. So he said, in order to, 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 to achieve this goal, uh, in order to strive towards Christ-likeness, we must forget the past. Brethren, I do not regard myself having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. To what lies ahead. Do not recall to mind former things or ponder things of the past. Behold, I'm doing a new thing, God told the children of Israel, in Deuteronomy. That's Isaiah 43.18. Do not call to mind the former things or ponder things of the past. Behold, I'm doing a new things. Forgetting what lies behind. This means forgetting our past sins, failures, and even our past successes. There are many of us who are stuck in past sins or past glories. Paul said, I refuse to look behind my past and my past. I refuse to be affected by my past. Each day, as it were, is a fresh new opportunity to grow towards becoming like Jesus Christ. One commentator wrote, if you run with your eye on the on past sources, then you will you will have 
you have the tendency to be to lay back on your accomplishments. If you run with your eye on your past failures, you will tend to, to stay back for fear of failing again. Forget the past. Past sins. Confess them. And accept God's forgiveness. Forgive yourself and move on. Keep your mind on Jesus Christ and his amazing attributes. Focus on the cross. Forget past failures and shadow dreams. God has a plan for your life. In Jeremiah 29, 11, God tells us, for I know the plan I have for you, declares the Lord, plan for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. We can live in the past, give past defeats, failures, and guilt to Jesus. Let God heal you. Let us forgive ourselves. You see, the accuser, the devil, will always want to bring up the past. That's his job. If you have confessed and repented of your failures, stop letting the accusation of the enemies keep you from Christ's victory. Your victory in Christ. Now look at the life of Paul, the one who read in this. Paul imprisoning Christians. <coughs> he killed Christians. If he can move on in Christ Jesus, so can we. So can we. Can we pass? He's now enjoying his life in Christ. Forget the past, past failures and reign in Christ's victories. Reach, reach forward. You shall not turn to the right or the left. God told the children of Israel in Deuteronomy 5.32. Look forward, move forward. The phrase reaching forward that Paul uses here uh, in our text, pictured a runner in a race uh, as he nears the finishing line. He can be seen leaning forward, straining for the goal with all the strength in his being. Now the question for you and I this morning, can we honestly say that we are running with every fiber of strength in our being to reach the goal of becoming like Jesus Christ? How do you do our daily routines indicate that we are straining with all that is in us to be like Christ? Are we daily keeping Christ in focus through reading the, the word of God, through meditation and desiring to be like him? 
How is Christ shown in our decision making? Do we ask what would Jesus do in this situation? That affected John Henry and William so much as they were young people. And when they about to make a, a silly decision, and we asked them, what would Jesus do? And they would right away come to themselves. So, how was Jesus involved in your past decision yesterday? What would Jesus do in this situation? Have an ever-growing desire to be like Christ, make an effort to, to grow in Christ's likeness, and lastly, maintain a singular focus toward being like Christ. Paul said, I press forward toward the goal for the price, the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. His goal is to know Christ, and in knowing Christ, to become like him. One commentator wrote, when you have an intimate relationship with someone, they begin to affect you in many ways. When you have a close friend that you spend time with, one way or the other, they will affect you. That's what he's saying. And he said, one of the ways in which they affect you is by leaving the imprint of the characteristics on you. When you have an intimate relationship with somebody, they, their, their characteristics become your characteristics. And that's why you gotta be careful the friends you move with. Paul's goal was to know Christ and to be like him. And for that matter, keep the goal, keep that goal in, in view. He is keeping the goal in view, the prize in view. He is forgetful of his surroundings. The one thing he's focusing his mind on is the goal to be like Jesus. I wonder how big and glorious and magnificent Christ will be in our lives in the coming year. Jesus in the morning, Jesus at noon time, and Jesus when the sun goes down. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. How about God wants, God said he saved you to conform, to conform us. And if we are doing that, God the Father is happy and we are bringing glory to him. Keep the goal in view. The writer of Hebrew admonishes us in this way. Therefore, since we have so great a crowd of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which is so easily entangles. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, facing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and I sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. What an admonishment. The runner in the race is not distracted by others. Thank God, Pastor David, your son won that prize. 
I'm sure they, they kept they kept they kept their focus on on it. And sometimes we got to, we, we got a picture sitting with Jesus. We got a picture reaching the finishing line. The runner is not concentrated on those ahead of him or those are lagging behind. He keeps his eye on the goal. James said we should never be double-minded and unstable in our ways. You remember Nehemiah when they were building the wall? Went to buy and all the people came mocking them. They kept their focus on the project. They kept their eyes Despite the distraction that came their way. You know, there is so much distraction in our world today. So much distractions. The political news, wars, the economy, crisis in the family, etc., and etc. Let us keep our focus on Christ. We are told in Isaiah 26, see to fall the steadfast of mine, the steadfast of mine you will keep in perfect peace because he trusts in you. Trust in the law forever, for in God the law we have an everlasting rock. So let us run with endurance. Paul did not stop pursuing his goal. He endured to the end. And you know how I know? In 2 Timothy 4, 7 to 8, he writes, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. In the future there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Uh, we'll close with an illustration as we run this race, friends. We can't give up the criticism or the distractions. You have a calling to be like Jesus. You may have heard about the great, great Britain 400 meters runner, Derek, Derek Redmond. His armstring snapped during the Barcelona 1992 Olympics, Olympics Games, but he was determined to finish the race. Limping and crying in pain. Amen. It's in the same way the Holy Spirit comes along and picks us up. But what happened in our race? Something a man ran, a man ran to the to the to the to the pit and grabbed this Derek. And he was as he was running. The man said, you, you sure you can make it? He said, yes. And to the applause. Cheer for everybody. Derek, Derek reached the finishing line. You know who was that man? It was his father who ran to the track. He said, son, I'll go with you. 
we finish it together. And I imagine how many times has the Holy Spirit not come to our aid when we are in pain, crying, and looks at nobody cares. That's the kind he comes along and picks us up and helps us as we, as we run this Christian race because we are bound to finish it. We will get there. Friends, keep pursuing the goal, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, becoming all he wants us to be, and it's for his glory. Not to be a proud Christian, it's all for Christ's glory. And at the end of the journey, we will wear the crown in the new Jerusalem, laying our crowns at Jesus' feet. Let's keep our eyes on Jesus, facing our eyes on him. He's the author and perfecter. Let us examine our lives daily, avoid distraction and entanglement. Let us set realistic, attainable daily spiritual goals. I thank God for my wife. Every year she orders me uh, a, a devotion, a new devotion. I think year before last, I said, no, I'm going I'm to go all over the, the old one, let the new one rest here. Get some devotion on guys. Set a teenager goals. Becoming like Christ, even this year. I invite you and all of us to rededicate our lives to Christ Jesus as believers today. Lord Jesus, I rededicate my life. Thank you for being faithful, even when I wasn't faithful in many ways this year. I surrender all to you, Jesus. Worldly pleasure all forsake me. Seeking, take me, Jesus, take me. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for highlighting why we are here. to be like Jesus, growing daily to be like him. And Father, how sometimes we are distracted by work, all kind of issues. And sometimes we just live in the Christian life by going through the motion. But this year, Lord, you want us to be real, authentic, be honest. Holy Spirit, thank you. You are faithful. You will see us through even this year. In Jesus' name, amen.